You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Chad. I'm Daniel. I'm April. And with us again. Hold on. Let's just let's just have Tyler introduce himself. This is ridiculous to this point. Just... I like it. And our special guest. Permanent special guest. Oh boy. You know him from such podcasts as the Geek Car Check and Screeners Podcast. Here he is, Tyler. Tyler Howitt, welcome back. How are you tonight, sir? I am good. I am sitting socially isolated and ready to talk about some crazy, crazy people. I like it. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to review the phenomenon that is Tiger King. We're going to talk about our top three true crime limited series, and we'll tease next week's episode of Made You Watch. But before we do that, I want to remind you to find us on all the social medias. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ScreenersCast. And if you'd like to email us, you can email us ScreenersCast at gmail.com. So with that out of the way, let's jump into Made You Watch. Well, we're not jumping into it. You're just right teasing it. <laughs> I I'm jumped. Jump I don't know. I, I, I jumped. I, I was ready. I, was, I went. Yeah, it was a big jump. Yeah. Life's too short to not jump, Daniel. You got to jump. <laughs> Welcome to the main event. As the COVID virus continues to spread and as we do our parts to be responsible citizens and socially distance ourselves, we've been trying to decide what kinds of things you would like to listen to us talk about over the next few weeks. And so next week, we thought a great idea would be to pick a movie for one of our fellow screeners, something they have missed. It might be a blind spot. It's kind of like the summer movie wager times four. So we're really excited about that tonight. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to go around very quickly and give our picks. And I'd like to say that nobody knows these picks in advance. So you're going to find out at the same time that we do, we're going to reveal the films that our fellow screeners will have to watch and review for next week. So Daniel, Let's start with you. Mm. Who did you get, and what did you pick? I got you, Chad. Mm. So I have Chad's to pick a movie so for Chad. The thing about picking a movie for Chad, and I suppose probably picking a movie for me, is that yep. we've seen everything. So it, it was it was kind of difficult. So I had a couple options. You know, I want to make sure that you. I'm pretty sure you've not seen any of these options here. Okay. Um, so I have a couple options, just in case you haven't seen any of these. But I, I'm I'm really debating. So. What I really wanted to do was give you a movie that you would just that I love that you would hate. So I honestly, <laughs> um, or I like that, that I like that strategy, or a movie that would just uh, have some good debate between you and I. So I honestly thought about breaking the rules and giving you La La Land, but, uh, <laughs> making him rewatch it. Yeah, uh, but but I, I debated. I stick to the rules. So I try to pick something you haven't seen. So, but I have two options here. So I'm pitching it to April and Tyler. Okay, I have... It's a group project. Uh, yeah, okay. it is a group project. I like so it. I have a hilarious one that sh- <laughs> that that will make Chad miserable. Um, or I have a good movie that is nothing funny about it. He just hasn't seen it, and it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, they're going to pick number one, I can already tell you. <laughs> so what I you almost want to sight unseen to say that one, but let's see. Let's see. Let's hear. No, I was going to do make you pick sight unseen. Oh. So what do, you, do you want the funny one or the just the good movie? I'm all for funny one. Yeah, for the sake of the quarantine, let's let's keep it light. Let's yeah, keep it fun. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is, it, Translation. It, it's going to make Chad miserable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. It couldn't be. So the only thing is, this is not this funny one is not streaming, but you can rent it as long as Chad's okay with that. 
Uh, I will invoice you, Daniel. Yes. <laughs> All right. Perfect. It's gonna be cats. Oh, no. <laughs> Daniel, how dare you? Oh, my God. Uh, he hasn't seen it. Uh, I, I actually want to see that out uh, of just I curiosity. Don't, I don't at all. You guys come on. Curiosity killed the I, I cat. Might. I only have one question, and this is a very serious question. Is it the butthole version? <laughs> This is a real question, people. I don't know if you've seen the viral tweets uh, talking about the, the, the supposed butthole cut of, of cats. I can't. I can't I'm just saying. This. Well, if you can get I'm a hold of it, slightly yes. more intrigued by that version, if I'm being honest. So, oh so yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, what I'm really curious to know is if, unlike La La Land, if you consider this a real musical. That's what I, I want to know. So. I mean, okay. It is All a right. real well, musical. That's, that's true. Well, it so. doesn't have to be much more to be more of a musical than La La Land, but I digress. Oh, boy. So let's do this. That's a good pick, Daniel. Okay, I am curious, though. Are you going to tell me what the other movie is, or are you going to hold sure, it sure. to so, the next one? So I had two other picks. Um, I'm pretty sure you hadn't seen either one of these. Uh, you should watch them. I'm not making you watch them, but they're both they're both great movies. There is no joke about it. I think you just really like these movies. One was Both made my top ten of their year. Um, one was American Animals. Uh, had you seen oh, that? Yeah, yet? I have seen American Animals. Oh, you yes. have? Okay, Shoot. I have now. I had not, but I have seen it now. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I I looked through your letterbox. Sorry, my letterbox right? is not updated. Gotcha. That's my fault. Okay, okay. Well, then, have you seen the other one? Was Twentieth Century Women? So I have not good. seen that okay. yet. That's I have a phenomenal not. movie. So you should, good. You should watch that. I love that movie. So you could watch it that, anyway. That one's streaming somewhere, right? Because I feel like I have that in my queue. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. I already have that in my queue for sure. Nice. Okay. Watch them both. I'll do it. I'll do it. All yeah. right. Well, All right, that's very good. Very good picks, Daniel. Thank you. I mean, those two are very good picks. I will report back <laughs> on Cats. All right. Um, all right, so let's go to Tyler. So, Tyler, tell us what you picked. Yeah, I have April, and I uh, I honestly, okay, I I was debating a little bit on mine as well, and some of it is like a, a cross between just like genuinely I want to talk about this, and then I don't think tormenting you was, was there, because I don't, I don't know if we're there yet Boring. in our relationship, April. Um, I appreciate but, it. <laughs> uh, so the first, the first question I have is, do you have access to stars? I don't know anybody that does, but you, Tyler, know, that you and I have access to stars, FYI. Did you do notice? I have access to stars? Yes. Like oh. the street, the I own this the, DVD. The channel stars, yeah, or like no, like real service. stars. Do you have <laughs> access to celebrities? <laughs> access to the stars, the real stars. I mean, I don't subscribe, but I could always free trial that. Be there, you go. Have you all right? So, have you seen the movie Sideways? So um, it's a not possible. I don't. Maybe. I don't. Okay. If I have, I have. I don't recall it. If if you have you and you don't remember it, it's it's high time to rewatch. I think. And so, Sideways is genuinely like uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was kind of just using this as a way to talk about it uh, on the podcast. And I thought I had for some reason remembered you saying you hadn't watched it when I yeah. When I, I don't think I. Yeah, like Alexander Payne. It's, a, it's a possible, but I don't think so. Okay, uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's one of my yeah. favorites of all time, and so so uh, it's yeah, on enjoy. stars. It's on star streaming on stars right. right now. That's a great pick. I, I sideways is phenomenal. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it, April. All right, maybe I'll, I'll be interested to hear her review on that. Okay, you don't, do you not huh? like it? No, I do. I oh, do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just will wait. Doesn't we'll think wait. We'll I'll see. like it. Okay. I'm not sure. We'll see. Okay. All right, April. So who did you get, and what did you pick? Well, I had the impossible job of finding a movie that Daniel 
hasn't seen. <laughs> and uh, right before this, he was like, oh, just go to my letterbox and, you know, look through the movies and you can see I what I haven't seen. I appreciate this First of all, April. let <laughs> me say, that is a that was, spot on, yeah, Daniel. That, that really may be, that's the best Daniel I've heard. I think that's, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, he has over 2,500 um, movie titles that you just got to scroll through. <laughs> so anyway, but once I figured out I could... Add him as a friend, and then search a movie. I was well, like, there's oh, your first good. problem. You, you did, hadn't added me as a friend. I'm offended, first of all. Second yeah, of all. Well, who's got time to go through all your lists? That's <laughs> like, it would be a full-time job to look at all your lists. But anyway. So anyway, I went super indie for you, Daniel, because okay. um, I did check Letterboxd. You have not seen this. And I probably would not have seen this, except I was stuck over the holidays at my in-law's house, and Beecher just played it on the TV, and they live in the middle of nowhere, so I had nothing else to do but watch it. And it was surprisingly really fun, and I really enjoyed it, but it is very indie. Directed by a guy named Bill Watterson, came out in 2017. It is streaming on Amazon, so you don't have to pay anything. Mm-hmm. And that is Dave Made a Maze. Dave oh, I've made, heard of it. There we go. I, I have yes. never heard of this. Dave it's Made a Maze. super indie, and it's really... I'll be very interested to see what you think about it. I okay. had a lot of fun and enjoyed it. So it's Dave, but- Daniel is just excited you found a movie yet. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I know. Okay, interesting. All right, I'm in. Yep. All right, here we go. So it's down to me, and I got Tyler. And so I asked Tyler before <laughs> if he had any blind spots, and he mentioned, and, and we had talked about this, obviously, this in recent podcast. This is one that you guys podcast. have ridiculed me for, and so I'm, Absolutely. I'm, ready. I'm ready to take my medicine. Yeah, so he had some uh, Scorsese films, some classic Scorsese films that he had not seen, things like Mean Streets. And so I, of course, when he told me that, said, well, there's no way I'm picking that because that would ruin the surprise. So I've got a few options here, and my goal, like Daniels was to make you miserable. Oh no. But with a film that is wonderful. And so that was my challenge. And so in, to get into that arena, you really have to go far in film. Oh no. So that's where <laughs> I went. Now, I very much like Daniel am torn between two or three picks because I don't I don't know the scope of your foreign cinema and I didn't have a it's chance. It's hit and to, miss. It's there, gotcha. but it's hit and miss. So I didn't have a ton of time um, to dig into your letterbox. So I've got it narrowed down to two that I think, and they will be two completely different experiences. Actually, I've got, it's three. I'm so sorry. One of them is a thriller, and it's exciting and messed up, but great. One is terribly sad and one of the best films that I've ever seen, and terribly sad. And the third one is super weird, super, super, almost sci-fi premise, but super weird, but also critically acclaimed. So, Daniel, and I'll even let you, yeah, I'll let you, Tyler, chime in. What do you think, Daniel, knowing Tyler, which direction should I go there? Uh, I'm not sure. I have a guess at what the middle one is. I have Um, a guess at the middle one, too, but I'm not sure. um, Which is one I want to see. I don't know. I feel like making Tyler miserable, so maybe like the super <laughs> weird one. The yeah, super weird one? Yeah. Okay. Tyler, same. would that be the same thing from you? I'll, I'll take it. I, I would probably have go to, gone with the third one if you're going like it's almost sci-fi and it's kind of crazy premise, but I will, I'll bow to, I'll bow to the pressure. Okay. And what think. do you think, April? I mean, I'm, I'll just go with the peer pressure here. Let's, 
Let's make them okay. miserable. So the super weird sci-fi premise was Dogtooth. Have you seen Dogtooth? Oh, it's on my oh, list. Oh. In fact, of like this week, I was planning on watching it. That's it's okay. That's so weird that you so say that. That's Yorgos Lanthimos. It's available on Amazon. Yeah, that was the super weird one, and I'd be interested for for your take on that. So that leaves us with kind of the thriller or the really really sad. Is one. the really sad one Life Is Beautiful? It is not. Oh, okay. Uh, Son of Saul is what I was assuming it was. It is also not that, although really? that definitely qualifies. So the super sad one was A Separation from oh, 2011. I, I have so been good. wanting to watch that. Asgard yeah. for Heidi is absolutely oh. devastating and so wonderful. It's only available for rental. Mm. So that leaves Love us with it. the thriller. And you may have seen this one because this really did get a lot of acclaim in 2018. It is Lee Chang Dong's Burning. Have you seen Burning? No. Also on my list to watch. Yeah. I'm, All right, I'm so, excited about that. Cool. I'm going to give you Burning. It is available on Netflix. It is. Okay. And uh, this movie goes places that I did not expect it to go, and so I'll be very interested in your take. Now, the it's one a Korean film, correct? Correct. Yeah. And the one that I really love is one that Daniel, I think, has seen from 2014, which is Phoenix. Yeah, and that is only available on Criterion. But as someone who is a, a literature professor, I think this construction of this movie is almost like watching a novel. Huh. And I'd love for you to see that at some point What's and let me know that? what you think. It's called Phoenix. Phoenix. 2014 and it's available to stream on Criterion or you can rent it. So anyway, nice. all right, guys. Well, those are good picks. So next week we will be um, reviewing all of those and digging into those films. And you've got a week to watch them if you haven't seen any of those and join in the conversation. Now with that, let's go to something completely different and our review of Tiger King. It's not every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire. There are more captive tigers in the U.S. than there are in the wild throughout the world. Animal people are nuts, man. They're all crazy. I'm sure y'all got a story to tell. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Joe Exotic, and this is Sarge. But Carol Baskin keeps saying, I can't have these tigers. If he ever had an enemy in his life, it was Carol Baskin. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. Carol is the Mother Teresa of cats. We will end the private possession of these cats. This is my way of living, and nobody's going to tell me any otherwise. Well, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Oh, no. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't she just have a laugh that just unsettles you? Um, Everything about her unsettles you. Okay, well, we'll all announce what this is. We're going to talk about Tiger King. What is the murder, mayhem, and madness? Is that the sounds right? It has descriptive at the very least. I didn't start watching this until just a few days ago, so I've binged all seven. Is it seven episodes? I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In three days. I yep. did too. <laughs> so so not, same here. Yep. A lot of Tiger King. I think it even got into my dreams a few times because I just watched <laughs> way too much of it and it was very unpleasant. So, wow. I, I alternated watching, binging the Tiger King because I was watching that with my girlfriend and then uh, with Wild Wild Country. So I've been like in this dark, weird, mm. culty place for the last three yeah. days. Yeah. So strange. Okay. Well, I, I think we should talk about the actual content and the story and all of that soon-ish. Uh, I mean, we'll jump right into it. But I guess, first of all, just give me a general idea of what you thought about the series. I mean, I honestly don't even know how to talk about it. It's one of those things that I feel in many ways has left me speechless. Um, <laughs> so, um, Chad, just just give us some general thoughts. I mean, 
I don't know if you can even give general thoughts. And just so you know, I will probably go into spoilers pretty quickly. I think here. we have to. Yeah. yeah so like if you haven't seen it, honestly, the memes on the Internet have probably already spoiled everything. <laughs> so I just just go watch it. You're quarantined. It's it's worth the watch probably. So. All right, Chad, what'd you think? I think overall, this I can certainly see why this series became the phenomenon that it did. People are quarantined. There's a true crime fixation. It's, it's more popular than it ever has been. And this has all the things. I mean, it has people that are, if you were creating a Saturday Night Live sketch, that are actually real. I mean, the caricatures are real people. It's hard to believe some of the things that you see, but my overall opinion, I think the production quality of this is actually fairly strong. The storytelling is a little bit convoluted. We'll get into that when we're in spoilers. I enjoyed it, but if I'm being honest, I can't say that I just fell in love with this, and not that you fall in love with stories like this, but there are lots of, when we get into our top three, we'll talk about them. There are lots of series like this that get their hooks into you, and you just cannot stop watching, and it's a combination of what actually happened and you not believing that it's real versus the craft of how it's put together. And so this one for me, for whatever reason, I was interested in it. And there were some truly shocking moments that we'll talk about, but I didn't feel like this one had a great narrative momentum that just drove me to this insatiable desire to find out what happened. And I didn't know anything about this story, but I still left positive as far as I think it's an an interesting story with interesting characters. And when you're creating a documentary, that's one of the things that you have to have. While I did enjoy it, I didn't love this show. I mean, I think there were things in it that were funny at times, but there are a lot of things about it that I think were missteps in, in how it was put together. And like I said, we'll talk about that in spoilers. So overall, I'm positive, but would not say that I'm just it's not a full throated endorsement for me. All right. Uh, Daniel, what about you? Um, I had no interest in this series um, prior to, to watching it out. I wasn't I wasn't gonna watch it. It just looked like a dumb Discovery Channel series or something. Um, and then and then the internet got obsessed, and I and I had to figure out why. And let me tell you, I, I I disagree with Chad. I think this this show is so worth it. I think this show. undeniably this show is wild and it just keeps getting crazier but i love how the story is crafted actually um i you know the first three episodes especially and and, you know we're speaking non non non-spoilery here but the first three episodes just continually build on each other in terms of showing you okay this guy's insane and then the next episode no wait maybe he's sane and this guy's insane instead and it goes to the third episode, and it's, okay, she's insane, and they're all, it's, it's just, it keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, the show is surreal, and uh, but also really dark and upsetting uh, a lot of times. I mean, Joe is just, a, I mean, he's a, he's a deeply unwell person who doesn't know it. He's an egomaniac and narcissist and has a pathological hatred of anyone who opposes him. And, and he's that, you know, fully armed. Yeah, and yeah. all that sounds like somebody With else. tigers, um, too. But, yeah, it's it's just um, it's fascinating to get a peek into this world that I had knew no clue existed. I mean, this right. is an entire like world. Who's going to these weird private zoos? I, I don't understand, <laughs> but it's like a thing, and so it's just fascinating to see this world that I didn't know about. 
and uh, the series is constantly taking weird turns. Um, I, I think I agree with what Chad said. I, the production value is, is really, really good on this. I think it's well made, well shot, utilizing both footage that already existed. And then also it seems that they filmed this over the course of many years for specifically for this documentary. Th- that, that was one of the confusing things. It, it was hard to tell often what was pre-existing footage and what was documentary footage. And I think you that's know, an you important can... distinction. You can tell a lot of the time jumps by the number of piercings that Joe has. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can track it by the years. And teeth that other other characters have. So anyway, I I loved this series. Um, It's it's obviously uncomfortable because, you know, it shows real human beings who have sincerely like deep-rooted issues and they they hurt people deeply. So it's not it's not fun in that sense. It, It is tragic. But it's it's a very well made show that is that is very entertaining. All right, so a bit more positive, Tyler. What do you think? I I definitely lean more toward where Daniel's coming from. I I think I really I did enjoy it, but in in a way almost like enjoy seems like the wrong word to say. Sure. It's it's almost more like a it's like a a car accident, you know, that you mm-hmm. can't stop watching. Like there's it's. It's so weird. There's so many characters that, like Chad was saying, you can't, like, you cannot make these characters up. Like, if Saturday Night Live did it, they would be erring on the side of, like, conservatism. Like, it would, mm-hmm. there's there's stuff that's shocking in there. There's, I loved the construction of it because it was doing exactly what Daniel said, that you were, it, it invested you in different characters in different ways, and they were very much playing on perspective and, and knowing parts of the story. And even... Even one character, and without without getting into spoilers, there's one character who is we sort of know where this character ends up, but you don't know how. And like throughout the entire series, you're like there's 500 different reasons why this character could have ended up this way, and you're like, but how does he how does he get there? So anyway, it's it's just a it's a fascinating story. It's it has it made you it made me angry at, at all these different characters it, in different terms. It made me laugh with and at uh, many of the characters. It, mm-hmm. it was sad. It was very, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I think incredibly well put together. And I, I absolutely get why people are laughing um, or sorry, why people are loving it. And it, it's capitalizing on that true crime, true crime comedy boom almost that's, that's going on with podcasts like last podcast on the left or, uh, or uh, my favorite murder or things like that. Just it's, it's absolutely riding that wave. Yeah, no. Um, I agree. So Mo, we've been mostly positive so far. I think I'm actually on a little bit more towards Chad and that it was it, it you gave a good example of a car accident. It just it was like a train wreck that I couldn't quite look away from, but I didn't enjoy looking at it either. Oh. There was some very troubling and unsettling things. Honestly, just thinking like, wow, people like this actually exist in this world and I mean, it was, it's, it, it was insane. I mean, I don't even know. That's just, I don't even think the word insane does it justice for what it actually was. But um, the, the filmmakers did do a great job of every episode just making it crazier and crazier. And you finish one episode and you're like, well, where are they going to go from here? Like, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And then the next episode, you're like, oh my gosh, it got crazier somehow. And I don't understand how these people functioned a zoo and had tigers and raised wild exotic animals and didn't get eaten alive because they were crazy. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know that I would have 
maybe if I would have watched it a little more spread out and didn't binge it um, so that I could talk about it, maybe it would have been more enjoyable. But it just, it wasn't one of those shows that I was, I couldn't wait to watch the next episode because honestly, it just kind of disturbed my soul <laughs> a little. <laughs> but I mean, it, it was, it was very entertaining, very entertaining and tragic and all of the things that make a good documentary. So I will give it that. I think the best thing that's come out of Tiger King is all the memes that are online because I have laughed really hard at all the memes. <laughs> so no doubt. All right. Well, I guess. Well, before we'll, we'll just go right into spoilers. But before we do, just do you, is this worth a watch or not? Because it's only on Netflix. So Chad, we'll go with you. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, even though I am probably the least positive of the four of us, I definitely think it is worth a watch. It's competently made. The story is interesting and intriguing and the characters are something. So even though uh, it fell a little flat, I do think that in general it's exciting and, and worth a watch. All right, Daniel. Yeah, definitely. It is absolutely worth a watch. Um, I think it's very entertaining. I think it'll it'll capture your attention, and and I do think it'll make you want to watch the next episode again. It, it not it's not happy. It is it is mm-hmm. disturbing a little bit just because these are these are real human beings, but it's entertaining. It is entertaining, for sure. Tyler. Yep, yeah, pretty much the same. It is not for kids, I would say. Let's just clarify that. It is, it's pretty dark, pretty messed up. But yeah, definitely worth a watch. Don't confuse this for Daniel the Tiger. Okay? No, <laughs> that Tiger. is really, it's actually funny you brought that up because um, my daughter was wa- in a, her quiet time while I was watching one of the episodes and she had a come potty. So she came out and she's like, mommy, when you go potty. So I paused it. I was like, okay. She goes, what you watching? I was like, uh, Tiger King. She goes, oh, I love this movie. I was like, oh, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. She goes, no, there's a kid movie for this. And I was like, yeah, that's Daniel Tiger. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had, I that's had funny. Get, I had a letter watch Daniel Tiger later. When I was uh, putting my notes together for the show tonight, I had an article up that had a picture of Joe Exotic with his arm around a tiger. And I was on my iPad and my son, Cole, got out of the shower and he came around and said, "Ooh, what's that? And I said, oh, it's just, it's a picture from a thing I'm watching. And he said, is that your friend? (laughs) (laughs) And then my wife, Laura, was like, yes, yes, it is. Like, no, that is not my friend. I may, my voice, my accent may sound like he is my friend, (laughs) but he is not my friend. That's hilarious. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, you're quarantined. There's not much else out there. Honestly, it's worth the watch just to understand all of the social media just blow up from it. So, and it's only seven seven episodes, seven hours of your not even that they're like 40 minutes a piece that's true less than seven hours so there you go all right well now let's get into spoilers the first rule of fight club is you do not talk about fight club well you look nervous is it the scars you want to know how i got them there's so many places it would never occur to hawk to hide however the reason the Führer's brought me off my arts in austria and placed me in french cow country today is because it does occur me. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Okay. I don't even know where to begin. So let's just start with Joe Exotic because I feel like he's the. He's 
pretty much the main character. The the show's named after him. He's he the dubbed, Tiger King. Dubbed he is himself the Tiger, the King. Tiger he King. Yes, he's the Tiger King. If he's got that, if he's got that throne somewhere, there's people on eBay that would pay all kinds of money oh, for yeah. that now to, for his oh legal gosh. defense. So <laughs> I saw um, Cardi B actually tweeted out that she's going to raise money to free Joe um, from jail. Uh, spoiler: What a worthwhile jail. endeavor that <laughs> that would be. You know that and is money well spent. Apparently, Joe Exotic is petitioning President Trump to pardon him. Give him oh, no. That's a, likely, that's a likely outcome. Oh, what's, what's really funny is halfway through, I was like, you know, I don't know where he ended up. Is he still in jail? And I was like, there have been a couple of controversial pardons. Oh, my gosh. Was he one of the ones? Like, I genuinely went through that in my head. You know, I yeah. was, uh, as I was watching this, I was like, you know, this is insane. And then all of a sudden, it gets to the episode where he runs for office. Oh, my gosh. And that John Oliver clip comes up. And I go... Yep. I watched this. Yes. I, I know. I know. This. Yes. Uh, I, it all came flooding back. I was like, oh, my gosh, I totally remember this. I I can't the thing believe. that was wild is he got 19% of the vote. I, I thought the yeah. same thing. So was that of the pri- like the libertarian primary, though? I, I think though? it was just the primary. I oh, think. Yeah. it yeah. was. Okay. I think it yeah, was which made the the, I will race. say that Even made me feel still. better about <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. But yeah. No, but oh. every, single, every single thing that they said – about him as like was as they were interviewing people about Joe Exotic running for office uh, were exactly the same things that I've heard people say about Trump of like of well he's just not afraid to say what he feels he's not afraid mm. to stand up to the man I was like oh okay cool all right the the Sit. one thing <laughs> in his defense not Trump's defense in Joe Exotic's defense is that it did feel to me when the attorney at the end was was putting the charges together that it a lot of those charges as they piled up where the first you know was like he's up for 79 years i felt like that was a little bit of a stretch there because the um i think they're a competent attorney i think could have taken apart the murder for hire to some degree he may have been convicted in some degree but for him to end up with 22 years and the bulk of that yeah. was on the animal charges seems a little bit of yeah. a stretch for me so he may be he may his best chance may be on that side but i mean i can't ultimately feel bad about that guy being no, right. in jail either right. if the, if this show made me feel anything which is unlike probably any show that like this that i've seen is I think all of them are bad people yes. and all of them are liars yes. and you can't trust anything that's, that they that's, say. That's what I was trying to hit at, hint at at the beginning. I think the first three episodes are so well constructed because first episode, it's Joe Exotic. Okay, this guy's insane. And then it goes to the Doc episode and, if, and I feel like I was watching it and I'm like, wait a minute, is Joe Exotic a normal guy and yeah. this guy's insane? <laughs> and then and then it goes to the the third episode is about Carol. And I go, wait a second, they're all normal and she's insane. Yes. It was just mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't. And then the out same thing with on. Jeff Lowe, the yes. businessman. He yes. comes in, you're like, finally somebody's gonna come in and Yeah, and no, then he's worse nope. than all of them. He's it's worse just, than all of it's them. The yeah, it's the weirdest crazy. thing. It is so what? strange. And and the the interesting ways at, like that that all of them were taking on the same issues like Carol is free them all blah da da all this other stuff while I'm you know wearing my flower headdresses and stuff like that and 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 yet she is the exact same as yeah. them that's like, what yeah. I was a little just, confused about it's like, crazy. Yeah, and honestly, her place out of all of them looked like if I the were worst. a tiger, I would want to be there. Yeah, oh, there, one, one one mistake that I genuinely. I couldn't understand, and I think this is a problem with the show. Not, not. I mean, they're all messed up people. I genuinely couldn't understand what she is upset about 
like, because she has tigers in cages too. So, like, I, I couldn't figure out. It like, seems like it's the breeding. Her main thing was the breeding, right? Yeah. Was that That's you're it? breeding tigers and then you're just keeping them huh. in captivity for life? Okay. Yeah. I, I just couldn't figure. It just it didn't seem it like a big enough difference. Prof, it, the, but that's the that's the messed up thing is she complained that they were breeding them and then selling them, even though she clearly had purchased right, tigers right. in the yes. past. Right. Yes. Well, yeah, and and had. toward the end, you you see those clips of Joe saying like talking about how breeding needs to be stopped and all this other stuff. Like these little these little uh, clips from when he was clearly way younger, and and which which mirrors the clips. I think they should have done those closer together. Mirrors the clips of her talking about buying and, and purchasing cats and stuff like that. Like he he is going as a younger man going wildly against what he used to do, what he ended up doing. Right. And she, as a younger person going wildly against what she ended up doing. It's so, yeah, they were just, just opposite. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of crossed and converged as it, as it went on. It's crazy. Okay. So let me ask you guys this. Do you think that Joe really gave the guy the $3,000 for him to go kill? Absolutely. No. I, do. I don't. Absolutely. I do. I don't. I, believe, I don't know. I believe so, so that he, he did it. Here's, here's what I think. I think he is the sort of dude who obviously doesn't have a grip on reality. And yeah. so mm-hmm. he just hates Carol. And so he's always talking about killing her, always talking about killing her. And so finally he has somebody who, who says he'll do it. And so he kind of whips up three grand, almost like he's getting in over his head. He He's just been ta- all talk this whole time. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, shoot, somebody's really going to do it. Uh, Okay, three grand. Here you go. And then nothing happens from it yeah, so, yeah, yeah. except that it that would preclude then the conversation that jeff Lowe admitted to having where the three of them jeff and joe oh, and yeah. the the potential hitman had in a room where they planned it mm-hmm. so i don't think that that's it's just as simple as what you just described daniel because i think the three of them were in a room together and it w- had to have gone down differently but the hitman was all coked and methed out, and he just sure. That's why I think it was. Is he and he literally he's like, well, he's clearly lying. When he goes, I guess I got lost. Like I guess yeah, I never yeah. made it. Yeah, like he goes yeah. apparently or, uh, chicken dial. Right, or yeah. you were so stoned that you you blew your money and then realized, well, I'm not going to do it if I don't have the money in my hand. So like that's probably what more likely would happen. It felt like the one piece of solid evidence in the entire documentary related to that specific charge was when Joe was messaging or texting or something the undercover agent right. yes. oh my and gosh. still agreed to terms. That's the one piece where, yep. yes, that happened. He agreed to terms, but though, he didn't but give them never any money. gave any money, right. That's right. That's why I was saying was earlier out. that it, a proficient prosecutor could have completely dismantled right. those charges sure. because there's no proof of the cash that goes to the other guy. And then yeah, there's no, the, you know, so that's 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 the thing. Now the, the now the bigger question. Yes, did, the answer is yes. Whatever you're about to say, did Carol? <laughs> do yes, it? yes, hundred percent, absolutely, she did it. Absolutely, she did. Okay, literally, and, I only have two words written down in my notes for <laughs> this, and it is sardine oil. Yep, right. The yep. fact that she knew exactly what would make them eat a person. Yep. <laughs> Yep. For me, exactly. for me though, the circumstantial evidence obviously is super strong. The timing that her husband disappeared right after he had a restraining order. Yep. The fact that five five years and one day after he died, she yep. or was went missing, she declared him dead. But the biggest one for me is when she changed over the power of attorney and right. the executorship mm-hmm. of the will and yep. said missing. Yep. Yep. Are you kidding right. after me? Breaking into his office and all this other Dude. stuff. Yeah. 
she did it. Or you're she, allowed if she didn't to do did it, that, she knows. You're allowed to write, sign an attorney for your spouse if they're alive. Like a new will. Yeah, that Sorry. was weird. I was like, I don't understand what happened here. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Well, because so, I thought I they had. I, don't know that I thought you can. she broke in to get the will, like while he was still alive. Like he and did. Then, th- yeah, she did that and took it to change it. Yeah, she did that. That where all, everything was in the assistant's office. Right. And right. she broke in and got it all out, and then she also changed it. Yeah. Yeah. She has See, terrible tells. She know she is so guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she is. And that was the thing too. That narratively, Daniel, what one of the things that you liked about it, I think, is one of the things that I did not like about it. And that is, we get to the end of episode three, which is the Carol episode, mm-hmm. and it builds up this whole thing about her husband and the missing versus dead, et cetera, et cetera. And then the fourth episode, it just goes to a completely different thing and it doesn't really address it again, other than people talking about it in theories right it goes on to a different thing so i felt like there were so many different people that were exploring their own idiosyncrasies that it just ne- it took too long to coalesce into something that i because they really outside of that third episode which was all about that it just is only mentioned in a passing respect from that point forward i i, I don't disagree I, but i think i think the reason it didn't bother me is that the overarching narrative is about joe Sure. And, it, and it just touches on Doc, touches on Jeff, touches on Carol. In a, right. I mean, it, in a big way, it touches on Carol because that's like, you know, his sure. nemesis and drives his, his the charges and all that stuff. But, but that's why it didn't bother me is because it was just kind of like giving more context to Joe's narrative. It wasn't a whole series sure. no, about I get it. Carol's murder, you know? So that's why it didn't I bother me. I get it. I'm trying to think of the um, kind of the moments where my jaw dropped. One was when the guy accidentally killed himself. Dude. So that, I, you, you know what's crazy? I don't think he killed accidentally himself? killed himself at all. I think I, 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 I thought I was full I mean, on suicide. I know the they right about how they talked about how drugged out he was yeah. all the time. Well, yeah. It was a breakdown or something like that. Yeah. No, I, I think it was an accident that he was high. And so yeah, I, what was crazy is about 15 minutes before that because it started to talk a little bit more about him. And mm-hmm. I turned yeah. to Rachel. I, I had noticed this throughout the whole thing, but I was like, it keeps interviewing his first husband. And we yep. haven't seen not a him. single interview with this guy. I was like, yeah. "Where is this guy? He's he is he not here anymore? What's going on?" And then, yep, yep. he's dead. Yeah. That that was that although was the crazy. scene of the year for the worst is that funeral scene. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when he talks in front of his the mother about his golden nuggets <laughs> and oh. then sings that song, it's cringe. What is happening? Isn't, here? isn't he dressed as a reverend at that point too? Yes, yes. he oh has on a gosh. collar. Oh my <laughs> I couldn't. So it's then, so brutal. Two months later, gets married again, yep. and, and invites to someone her. who looks like crazy. The little he has plan. a type. Yeah, Joe yeah. has a type. I don't understand why they all like went with. I mean, tigers well, are cool, but Joe yeah, I, I was trying to figure out the same thing too. This whole thing is, I think, is shocking, though. Like, they do you guys listen to any? Like, so I, I've I've mentioned this at least once uh, on the podcast. Uh, last podcast on the left. Have you guys listened to that at all? Mm-mm. No. It is not safe for work, but it is a. It's it's probably the best true crime po- uh, comedy podcast that's out there. It is. Like laugh out loud, hilarious quite often, and they they kind of specialize in these deep dives into cults and stuff, um, and just like how do they looking at the psychology? How do you get people? How do you how do you get people to follow them? And it it's really interesting that each of the the three big ones that we followed, uh, Carol, Doc, and Joe, 
are all cult leaders. They, they absolutely are in, in the way that they lead things. And, and Carol is the kind of the hippie cult leader. She's got tears to her, like the, the, the colored shirts and stuff like that. There's tears to the cult. Joe has this this magnetism around him that like you could clearly see even when he was like just schmoozing in the uh like in the street i I don't understand it because i like he's just crazy but but you could see that people were drawn to him um like saf when she gets her arm bitten off and then is back at work like 10 days later like there's some sort of dedication that each of these people yeah. This command. Well, Joe Joe uses just classic grooming behavior. Oh, all of those, yeah. you know, all of those boys were yep. 18, 19 years old. Yep. He right. supplied they them with drugs, cars, yep. gifts. They were yeah. alone, and he was a father figure. And then it turned into a more substantial relationship, yeah. and they well, became indebted aside, to him and hooked on drugs. Yeah. Well, even aside from the romantic relationships, like those people who were working there were, were dedicated to them. Even the documentary guy to a point, And then he kind of went off and, and saw the light, I suppose. But, but those people who were just dedicated to Joe and the tiger who weren't sleeping with him, but, but probably who had drugs, but they just nowhere else to go. And he weirdly provided them a place to be. It's so, it's so interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And we need to give a shout out to Saf and to oh, man. the, uh, the, the dude who, the guy with long hair and glasses yes. who, who oh. like ran the place. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the, the the guy with the no legs. Yes. Yeah, the guy with no legs. The three and then of them. Oh. and then one the 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 libertarian Walmart Walmart yes. ammo yes. worker Walmart turned, ammo guy. turned campaign manager. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. He was my favorite. I loved They were him. so normal and yeah. um, he seems, yeah. that guy actually seemed like he was fairly sharp. I, I thought yeah. I was like okay. okay. But that's All what right. I mean. Like Joe has to have had some magnetism that's drawing you know that you just can't you read about you know throughout history these people who just command groups or again i was watching this weirdly in juxtaposition with wild wild country and you get like just these people who draw thousands and thousands of people to them joe's just his his was over the internet much more but still it's it's craziness so well carol's following is just because she took her husband's millions after she killed yes. him no well, doubt. and she's killed she's him. just uh killing it pun intended on social media that's really uh, yeah that's really yeah. her thing hey, all you cool cats and oh, oh man. every single time she said it i literally i like i would just stand up and like i have to leave the room for a second i can't like i had to pause mm-hmm. it a few times when she would just go on her thing like i could tolerate joe's crazy ranting for whatever reason but hers is so it's almost more insidious. She was more unsettling to me than Joe because she had yeah. those crazy eyes. Like yeah. Joe was Joe almost just unapolog- to be famous. Joe yeah, just he was famous. unapologetically crazy. Yeah. And Carol tried to disguise it in like some kind of shell of normalcy that yeah. just made it way creepier. Oh, and and the the wedding photos of her and her new oh, husband. Yes. Oh, that was awesome. Was, that was uh, awesome. Terrifying. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke to Beecher. My husband was like, hey, would you do a picture like this with me? And he goes, huh, wouldn't that leash be t- really tight around your neck? I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right, so that is a good well segue. Well played, Beecher. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good segue. Uh, Beecher uh, wrote into the podcast, and um, and he, he told us that he was not – I'm going to read his tweet here. It says, not loving Tiger King. It feeds their subjects delusional egos while secretly making them the butt of the joke of the whole series. All for the filmmaker's personal gain. That's called 
exploitative filmmaking. Hashtag irresponsible. Hashtag hard pass. Um. I will say he was so mad. He didn't even watch the last episode with me. He's like, I can't watch this anymore. So, and actually, I, I thought the last episode was the most redeeming of them all. Absolutely, so. yeah. yeah. Sure. I was like, I was like, you missed out. You actually, I think you would have liked the last one, but I yeah, because it had all it. the stuff in there that he wanted. Exactly. So, yeah. so here's the thing. I, I, I have to disagree hard that I, I do not think this is exploitative. I think is it? Are you? Is your hard disagreement a hashtag hard disagree? Hashtag hard <laughs> disagree. All right, um, there we go. So. Uh, I think I think that first of all, you can't say it's exploitative of, of Joe. He was filming himself for years. He yeah. had his own quote unquote TV network, which is also just called uploading YouTube videos. The internet. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, he, he he most of the footage in this thing was from him from from his TV station, and then uh, so nothing. I I just can't find any way to say it's exploitative of him. Um, same with Doc. Doc was freaking directing the directors. Yes, yeah, but he that, that, that is a little bit. That's I love a that they kept that in there too. Because, right, but exactly like he didn't. He didn't think that they were going. Like he was saying of, that, assuming that that was going to be off camera. But that's showing that he wants to. Like he he's obsessed with getting the shot. He wants to be seen. He wants Correct. to be on camera. Like, I agree, not, but I'm just saying cutting it that way specifically makes him look like an idiot. That he, but he did it. Like that's his own uh, that's fault. The, right. I'm okay with the, I'm okay with the guy who who like lures in young women, pays them almost nothing, and dresses them. I'm okay with making him look like. No, I know. Right, Hold on, exactly. real quick. Is it a prerequisite for owning tigers to be in polygamous relationships? Yeah, right. Exactly. Or is right. It the I mean, oh my in related, gosh. In related news, I am opening a tiger farm. <laughs> oh in my god. I mean, what <laughs> are we talking about here? Or that a wife was the farm. Yes. Husband farm. Which was the one? craziest oh. thing. So, so the only thing I can um, – Beecher linked to this CNN article, kind of a where are they now uh, for some of the major subjects of the thing. And it says that the filmmakers approached – or I should say, Carol says the filmmakers approached her. Bastion and, of truth. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. She, they approached her uh, pitching this as, as a sort of blackfish uh, for, ti- for yes. Tiger World. Blackfish was the documentary that, that really exposed SeaWorld, hidden cameras, and all that stuff. Great documentary. Brilliant documentary. And so I – I can, I can see them pitching this to her that way. I can see that, and so if you nope. want to call that exploitative, I, I would accept that. I could totally see how she did. There is no other hashtag way to- hard disagree. <laughs> no, no, no. They she would have never agreed if sure. she knew sure. the what the trajectory of where this was going. Hashtag hard disagree. So here's the thing. Literally, the world thinks she kills her husband. She would Understood. never have agreed to this. Understood, but here's the problem: is and I, there's no way I can say this without not sounding like a complete a hole. So I'll just say it. Okay, so in my lifetime, I have shot and edited literally thousands of hours of Talking Heads, where my job was to find or create a story mm-hmm. based on whatever my objective of that story was. And it is a hundred percent true that you can manipulate mm-hmm. the edit. You can make mm-hmm. things say. Or appear a certain way. You can create innuendo, insinuate yep. all kinds of things. But here's one thing that I've also learned from those thousands of hours is what you cannot do is you can't create something that is literally not there. You can't right. create something out of nothing. They have to say it. And this was shot over the course of five years. Yep. 
And so the idea that she was just caught so off guard and unaware is patently ridiculous because if we saw a good 30 to 45 minutes of her talking explicitly about the murder and disappearance of her husband, specifically about the feud that she had, specifically about the suspicions related to her husband. And if they showed 40 minutes of that, they had 40 hours of it. I can guarantee you. And so the idea now, sure, I'll give you that. She may not have liked what the edit ended up being. She may have felt that she was treated unfairly in what they pitched to her. But the idea that she is just so off guard is crazy Mm -hmm. because she sat there and talked about it for years and years and years. And so for her to play this game of I'm the innocent victim here is is ridiculous because she knows that she sat there and talked about it and answered those questions over a five year period. So what if you say it and you know what you're you're on camera, you got to own it, period. Honestly, the saving grace that I think gives the filmmakers a pass is that they show the clip where they're interviewing the other guy and he's like, oh, and she killed her husband. And they're like, wait, what? So like they just oh, yeah. they found out that they information stumbled. as they were filming it. So that's uh, that was. Eh. You don't think they did? No. You no. Think they I think that a lot of Joe's, this was Joe's been on. talking. Joe's been talking about this for years. They knew what they they, they knew what they were getting. I, I, absolutely, they knew exactly what they had. They didn't. Yeah, but go, Joe what? Said she killed thing. her husband. What? He, like no. Yeah, uh, that's, but no. I can't remember who they were interviewing at the time. But he was a more like non-crazy person. My my. So my cynical worldview about this in general is that I believe that all of the people outside of the family of Don, I believe that all of them, especially Carol, thought that this documentary would enrich them in some way, either financially or by the publicity. Carol obviously has a substantial social media presence Mm -hmm. with millions of views a week. Uh, Joe just wants to be famous. Jeff is trying to get this new zoo off the ground. All the only reason any of these people outside of Joe would agree to even be in this documentary is because they wanted the potential gain. So it's very hard to exploit people that want to be exploited is where I will leave it. There's no way, like, Joe doesn't care genuinely how he is portrayed. He he really doesn't. I I think, I don't know if he is able to watch this while he's in prison, but I think (laughs) he would be thrilled with this oh, show. Oh, yeah. Especially no, yeah. with that last episode. That last episode especially gave him some redemption. Yeah, More even, than the even other without characters. redemption. I think yeah. every single bit, it, you know why he loves it? Because he's in it. That's it. That, yeah, that's why. He, yeah. Joe loves him some Joe. He, he <laughs> loves yeah. Joe. And so I don't think you can say it's exploitative of somebody who wants, he literally wants to be exploited. Exploit me. I'm going to freaking run for governor. I'm gonna, Well, president, actually. I'm going to run for president. Like, he... And he, he was even saying, what are we going to do if we win? Like, it doesn't matter. He just yeah. wants mm-hmm. to be there. You know? But I think the same thing applies to Carol because Carol's trying to have her cake and eat it Absolutely. too. Carol Absolutely. wants people to know about her sanctuary. She literally has sections where she's walking up and down talking about taking donations to get in mm-hmm. and how much money they raise online. So yep. she wants the same thing, but she also knows that the only reason she's able to get it is to play on the sympathies of those that view her in a different light than they do these normal yep. zoos and exotic people that are breeders. So I, I'm just not, I can't cross over into where Beecher feels like this is exploitative because I agree with him. These people are the butt of the joke. There's no doubt about it. 
but they know that too. I don't think, I really don't think there's any scenario where they don't think this whole scenario is ridiculous, except for probably Jeff, who thinks he's probably smarter than he is. But the rest right, of them, right. they've been doing I, this for years. I think I would agree with that, with the exception of, of Carol. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see her. Oh, uh, I, she, she and Joe. She's a snake. I'm telling absolutely. you, man. She and Joe need each other. Like, that's they the do. thing. Is, Their feud yeah. kept them going. Yes. You know, more Joe than Carol, yeah. of course, because Carol had her, ma- but it, has, she, her massive. But he gave her a presence, cause. Exactly. And so she's able to be the victim. Um, mm-hmm. She's able to, which, I mean. But I'm saying she, she is. She I mean, she has the worst cut out of everybody in this. Like, she, I think she comes out looking the worst out of them all. But I think, I think she, she has, has the, the most, most to, lose. to lose. Right. So mm-hmm. I just can't, I cannot cross that bridge that, that says this was unfair to her because mm-hmm. if any normal person was, let's say we pitched anybody on this is the Blackfish for Tigers, which by the way would be great. It I would, would be love great. to see that. Yes. I, I thought that's where super, it was going to go. Super disappointed that another piece that I really thought was missing from this is they didn't really spend any time on why these people are with these big cats and the psychology behind why people do this and this whole industry and how poorly they were treated. I'd love to see that documentary. But if that is my pitch to you as a documentarian and I've had to pitch tons of documentaries and then I sit down with you and I start talking about you murdering your husband or I start talking about anything else than what I pitched you and you sit there and talk to me for four or five hours or 40 hours that is on you and that's just the way I feel about it there's no scenario she could have shut that down in a second and been like well no what are we talking about here this is irrelevant so I just don't buy it I just don't buy it I'm with you every time she refuted something though she ended it with a (laughs) I just wanted to slap her so one one minor little nitpick that I have this is this is super super minor by the way, quick, April, her impressions are on point tonight. She had that one and a great Daniel, so that's good. <laughs> I'm in quarantine. It's what I. What else do I have to do? Wow. Well, mm-hmm. uh, so, so minor little nitpick that I have is, I, I, it became really unclear. So, so the documentarian, I don't even know his name, um, was in the show. He was in times. it a lot. And and what I, the problem I had is that. If you're going to make yourself a character in the show, make yourself a character. I didn't know who he was, why he was there, why he's filming. I agree. Any of that. It was just kind of like, oh, that guy's there. I can't even say his name. No. I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. I could have looked it up. I think they put like a, a, I don't know, a nameplate up there. No, a lower third. There was never a lower third. Never? Ever. Never. At least least I was paying attention and looking for it because I don't know his name and I never saw one. So I might have missed it, but I don't think they did. And so that's the thing. It's Mm -hmm. just like, just give us one 30 second or less blurb here's who i am here's what we're doing we're following joe boom done and then i'm good for the whole rest of the show but it was just a little bit confusing and what he was like he'd be in there just for brief periods of time he was talking to them i was very confused so so i didn't like that but that's it's relatively minor that's it's a it's a pretty minor nitpick but yeah yeah so it looks like there were two directors rebecca chiklin so i'm assuming it's not her and then the guy's name is Eric Good. Um, oh, it was him. I think it was him because I I, I swear there was. It is. No, it is. Yeah, and he he, was he, he he is known for doing something for the sixty minutes show, and it looks like Racing Extinction, which was a Star Trek thing. It looks like or hmm. something. So anyway, that's it. Hmm. That's it. There you go. Well, I just have to say before we move on is that I think one of the more tragic. Obviously, there's a lot of tragic tragedy in this story, but. One of the things that really hurt my heart 
from working in film, and I think all of you can agree, was when the reality show producer lost uh, all of his yeah. footage that I wasn't backed up. For him. Yes, but uh. <laughs> there was so much footage seemingly from that, unless they just cut it in a way that I misunderstood. I was trying to understand. He said he lost all his footage. We watched lots of it. I was, yeah. really but I don't. Confused. I think that was Joe's footage because they said that he filmed but, everything. But himself. there was footage with that guy in it. I agree. Directing him. I so confused. I was. I was like, maybe he lost it. But but do you remember he said cut. that they had, they were shooting his show, and, and then, then the they were doing that. the behind the scenes behind hmm. the show. Okay. So you could have had their footage. I mean, I I was a little confused at it too because I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much footage, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I was yeah. a little Listen, confused there because yes, that I hurt agree. me too. But here's the bottom line, people: if it doesn't exist in three places, it doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> yeah, back yeah, it up. I I was in Uganda and no, I was in Cuba and had a whole a whole week's worth of footage. Guess who formatted his hard drive? Yeah, you uh. did. But I had the SD cards, thankfully. But I it was <laughs> I had a heart attack first, and then and then I found the SD cards. Yep. Oh, it's a nightmare. Free Still Joe Exotic. <laughs> Go Cardi B. <laughs> I just want I just want to see what that would look like. Come on, Cardi, get in there and get that man. Right. Some you justice. know they're gonna have a season two of this. I mean, they're absolutely <laughs> gonna have a free Joe and look into his whole case and all that. Absolutely. Well, there's definitely a lot of juice around the Carol stuff now more than there uh, ever yeah, has been. Yeah, I want to know. So. I did see that they're opening up. Oh yeah, I saw that. their case. Or I guess it's never been closed, but that they're the police really want to. Yeah. Arrest her. Like and that is why Carol does not like this documentary exactly. series for sure. Exactly. Well, yeah, obviously. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we um, move on from Joe Tiger? You can't tell Exotic. me this show wasn't Tiger good. King. Ugh. Joe Tiger. Father of <laughs> Joe Tiger. I, I said that multiple times. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can't tell me that with all this discussion that we've had, this is not worth the watch i mean this is entertaining it's insane for sure i can tell you whatever i want to it's not worth the watch (laughs) oh my gosh you said earlier it's worth the watch (laughs) no i don't mean it oh okay well let us know what you think was this exploitative or was it not did you enjoy tiger king did you not tell us what you think we'd love to hear from you beecher this week of quarantine feature. I know. We're going to have to get him on soon because it is quarantine. And now we have another thing that we can rag on him about. Yeah, I can't wait. Season two, retrospective of Breaking Bad <laughs> and Tiger King. Now, that's a great pairing. Tiger King, yes. Makes perfect sense. Oh, you know, meth. There's there a, you go. There's a, there's there you a go. Good tie line. in April. Oh, that's, yes. a good sound bite. that's a good sound bite to just have. Oh, you know, meth. <laughs> That's going to be in our spoilers bump this week. (laughs) The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? Oh, you know, meth. Perfect. Okay, well, I have nothing else to say about these people. What (laughs) about you guys? Go go ahead and pitch to, just pitch to the top three. Okay. All right, well, we have a top three keeping in with the same vein of true crime miniseries that you can stream right now. So we'll go ahead and I'll pitch it to Daniel and he'll run us through our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. Yes, like April said, we have our top three true crime miniseries inspired by our review of Tiger King. All right. So, you know, true crime miniseries have really had a surge in the past few years. And uh, these they, they're addicting. They can drive conversation. They're hugely popular. And so we want to give you guys some good recommendations. And the good thing about this top three is 
presumably most of these should be widely available to stream so uh, we're going to make sure to mention where you can watch these as well alright so we are going to dive in to our number three picks uh, let's start with April April what is your number how did you put put together this list and what's your number three true crime miniseries uh, so I put together this list pretty much I picked the miniseries that have just stuck with me the most that were the most captivating to me while I watched them and that were just really really well made and had an interesting topic so and all that are available on streaming right now so that people can watch them so my number three this one was really the first one that I had seen in this kind of true grime miniseries and I think it kind of I'm sure there were other ones before, but I feel like after this one, then a lot more started coming out. I feel like it was kind of the first. And that is on Netflix's um, Making a Murderer. Yeah, that's a big one. That's no yeah. doubt. That was the first was one. That's a fascinating one. Yeah, that one still, if I really think about it, upsets me. So, so did yeah. you yeah. see season two of Making a Murderer? Mm. I think I st- I honestly don't remember. I feel like I started it and then life happened and I didn't finish it. So that tells you all you need to know about season two. Of Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have been following the the story though, like online and like where they are in their cases and stuff, just because I feel like I care now. But nice. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. That's great. All right, let's move on to Tyler. Uh, what's your number three pick? My number three pick was, uh, it's probably the most disturbing thing that I have ever watched in my entire life, uh, and it was Leaving Neverland. Mm. It, uh. I can't even, I can't even really talk about it. There's, there's been something, I, I, I don't know why this isn't higher on my list, except that I think it isn't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why it's not higher on my list, because it did have such an impact uh, on me. I, I, like, immediately went and deleted everything that I own that is that is Michael Jackson uh, uh, with the exception of like s- some covers uh, which I kind of justified that I liked the covers and they weren't they weren't his but I I, I don't know I, it was so disturbing on every single level um, to me and and absolutely not that I I think I ever really doubted that he had done the stuff that he had done um, but just hearing literally hearing this abuse described in Every single possible detail imaginable just just left me completely blown away in the worst, most disturbing way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm uh, that one sticks with you, and really, uh, that was that was hard hard to shake for sure. That was very very upsetting, but but really worth the watch. That's Absolutely. A- yeah, that's good. If if you are in the camp of he didn't do it, go watch that. You will never be able to say that again. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Mm. Uh, all right, Chad, uh, uh, what is your number three pick, and how'd you put together the list? I did this in a way where I would only pick true documentaries as far as like Tiger King. There are some things that have been dramatization limited series about true crimes and I didn't do that. So for me, my number three, I'm going to cheat since I feel like, well, I don't feel like I know April and Tyler cheated and made a trilogy into a single pick. I'm going to do the same (laughs) thing here for the Paradise Lost trilogy. Primarily the first film in this trilogy is Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. It's from 1996 and it tells the story of a horrific triple murder of three eight-year-old boys uh, in a small community and they were crucified in the woods it's just horrific horrific stuff 
and in a in a rush to seek justice, three young people were arrested that became known as the West Memphis Three. And this trilogy deals with the trial, and I want to keep it generic because it's still available to stream, but it deals with the trial, the aftermath of the trial, and what happened over the next few decades related to this case and how it all shook down. It is riveting. It's horrifying. It's a it speaks about uh, the uh, brokenness of the American justice system, as well as just pain in a in a small town. So uh, it's not good. Obviously, not a lot of these are from just an entertainment standpoint, but it is very riveting. Uh, and that entire trilogy is available to stream on Amazon. Paradise. So Lost. is that is it narrative? No, these are no, documentaries. These are all documentaries. That's a documentary? Oh, okay. Yeah. Looked, that makes, so if you do Paradise Lost, you'll pull up movies. So make sure you do Paradise Lost, The Child Murders, and then oh, okay. pull it up. That was my... I was looking it up on IMDb and I was confused. That makes yeah. more sense. They are all on Amazon. They are compelling documentaries. They really are. They really are. Yep. And this was really the precursor to a lot of the television that became uh, Most Wanted and things like mm. that, America's Most Wanted and all that. This, th- this trilogy of films, but primarily the first one, kind of kicked off that wave of this kind of uh, television. Mm. So it's really good. That is a good pick. I, I have not seen any of those, actually. So, uh, yeah, I definitely want either. to check those out. It's great. Yep. It, well, it's very much it, – it's, they're a lot like uh, Making a Murderer, at least the first season. Mm. For sure. Uh, all right, for for my number three pick, um, and and well, first how I put my list together. Look, uh, Chris Farrell is not here to break the rules and give recommendations <laughs> of things that don't fit in the box. So I I am here to represent him. Good I'm for you. Here to to fill that spirit. Yeah. So uh, for my first true crime miniseries recommendation, uh, it's American Vandal. Uh, I knew you were right. gonna do that. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, breaks the rules because it's it's not actually real. It's a it's a hilariously crafted. What do you mean it's not real? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mockumentary series. Um, hey, you you joke, Chad. I will tell you what Tyler texted me when he first started this show, and he said, "Wait, is this not real?" <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's set in a high school, and it's it's. I'm just gonna say exactly what it is. The first season is. It's trying to find out who spray painted dicks on teachers' cars. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what it is, and uh, it's literally hashtag Who did the dicks? And so it's uh, it is it's crafted exactly. It's fantastic. Like, it's phenomenal. It's it's crafted exactly like making a murderer. Um, it's like it's just they have all the idiosyncrasies of these miniseries. Like it's perfectly crafted uh and so it actually it actually keeps you guessing it's actually like a good mystery for um, real and it's touching too but it's it's hilarious it's so <laughs> uh the second season is great as well and they've actually canceled it now but those two seasons are available on netflix and you you need to watch it all right back to you april what's your number two pick all right my number two one recently aired and i actually i think i mentioned it um recently but it's on hbo and it is McMillions. Oh, I have not is, watched that yet. It is the true yeah. story of how people somehow was it were able to rig the Monopoly game at McDonald's. And it's it I like it too because it's true crime, but it's not so dark. Like it's a more lighthearted mm. watch. So it's it's fun and just mind blowing. That it's it's pretty crazy. So uh, it's yeah, I, I highly recommend that. It's a lot of fun to watch. That's very good. I just, uh, my wife and I just watched that uh, over the past couple of weeks. And yeah, I, I agree. That is a great show. And yes, it's lighter. and But like like Tiger King, it's one of those where it just kind of keeps 
getting crazier and crazier and yeah. crazier as it goes along. You're like, the how, best how thing I could imagine go? would be that FBI agent investigating Tiger King. Oh my, oh my gosh. Now yes. we're talking. The That's, a show. Yes. That's it. Put him on the Carol Baskin case. <laughs> oh man. All right. That is a great pick. All right. Back to you, Tyler. What's your number two pick? Well, I uh, also am going to break the rules, so I think that makes uh, at least three of us at the moment, and I'm going to break them in a way that surprises even uh, surprises even me at the moment. Chad, I'm taking a cue from you, and I am doing Paradise Lost. Uh, Paradise Lost oh, was my number two. Interesting. It All right. Is, and I, and I, my justification was, I think you said this too, it's a series of documentaries. Um, For sure. It's, it, they are... It is one of the most compelling cases um, out there. And I think even – didn't Peter Jackson produce the third one or something like that? Yeah. Um, I, well, I can't talk – yes. So there were some celebrities that got involved at the end, but you can't talk about what they were doing right, without no. spoiling it. <clears throat> it's it's a fascinating series of documentaries. It is um, – it's a, a very much a comparison – without spoiling too much, Just it's like making a murderer in a lot of ways. It, it's very sad on every level. It's a tragedy – and yeah. uh, it's a tragedy in the way that it was investigated and pursued. The crime, of course, was a horrific tragedy. Yeah, it's horrible. it is brutal in its description. So just like heads up on that, it is it's really really um, well done. And, and you you understand a lot of how and why they went about what they did. You do. And then you absolutely do. It's hmm. it's it's crazy. Um, and it's also on HBO Go. I actually didn't know it was on Prime. It's it's an H- I think it was an HBO documentary. Is that isn't that right? It was. Yep. Yep. So it's very it's very good. Awesome. I will need to check this out. It's great. Uh, all right, Chad, back to you for your number two pick. Two for me is more of a traditional pick because it was a massive event when it came out on HBO and it's still on HBO. But I think it's one of the finest examples of documentary series filmmaking that there is not just and we mentioned this earlier you know one of the things that makes a a compelling documentary is the subject interesting enough to sustain it and number two do you have characters or a or a central character that is interesting just in and of itself and this one had both of those things and that is the jinx Mm -hmm. the lives and life and deaths of robert durst and this was one of those things that it's known for for the very end the soundbite that happened at the very end and it blew up the internet but i think people also forget that all six episodes of this were as compelling as it gets it was just immaculately put together the filmmaker behind it had done was a producer on catfish which is another fantastic documentary as well as capturing the freedmen's which let me recommend that to you if you haven't had a chance to see that that is a, a standalone documentary that is absolutely stellar in its construction and is horrifying but also makes you think and so anyway uh for me it is the jinx i think that stands up today as an example of pristine documentary filmmaking totally agree that is a phenomenal miniseries and a great pick uh all right so for my number two I'm going to continue breaking the rules just because, you know, I really, really miss Chris and I wish he were here. So, uh, so you know what? My number two pick is a podcast. And so uh, yes. it, but uh, it, I almost it did that too. It Shame deserves the spot. It is season one yep. of Serial. And yeah. the reason Agreed. it deserves what is the spot, happening? even though it kind of breaks it, is because 
it's a groundbreaking podcast and, and i think in a lot of ways it revitalized the true crime genre i really do believe yeah. that and so um unfortunately season, season two they got in way over their heads and it just didn't work at all but season one is brilliant it is phenomenal and and absolutely worth worth listening to and it's a great example going back to what i was saying about tiger king of somebody who who puts themselves in the narrative as they investigate, and and it works so so well. So um, the case of Adnan is just is is just gripping. It's really really great. So, now, isn't there an HBO series about? It's I, coming. I think so or it's I something about. I think they did, and I don't think it much really happened. Yeah, with it. I don't think there. I, I think they've done. I think there's been a lot of things where they've tried to capitalize on the success of Serial, but they've really never recaptured the magic, and that's why it's just season one of Serial is is brilliant. And and honestly, I, I haven't even consumed any of the other media surrounding it because I think that standalone thing is is enough. So. Oh no, this is on HBO. It's uh, the case against Adnan Sayed, and it is uh, came out last year. And I don't well, actually yeah, think I it's get connected to Serial. Like, I think it's obviously the same case, but it's not actually connected to Serial, I believe. Right. No, it's not. It's just the same case. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so that is my number two pick. All right, back to you, April. Your number one true crime miniseries recommendation. Okay, well, I just have to say I'm the only one that did not break the rules. <laughs> I For the first time. The yeah, probably for the first time. So, gold star for me. Tyler actually mentioned this one earlier, but... This one is on HBO, and, I mean, this one wrecked me. Uh, It's Leaving Neverland. And, I mean, Tyler already mentioned it, but, oh, my gosh. Uh, This one still, it's still stuck with me, and it's been a long time now since I've seen it. So, ugh, it's it's one of those things, it's it's really hard to watch, but it is so well done, and you just have so much empathy for the boys, and, ugh, and Michael Jackson is so weird. Um, and yeah, anyway, you have, I think everyone should watch it because it really shines a light on not just Michael Jackson and the, the true crime behind the music, but just sexual abuse Mm -hmm. victims in general and kind of can give you an idea of, of, you know, just signs to look for if you, especially if you work with kids, just it's, it's very unsettling, but very well done. So leaving Neverland. Great, great pick. Absolutely. I, I echo that. Awesome. Uh, all right, Tyler, what's your number one recommendation? This one is I, – I feel like this one went under the radar. Not as many people talked about it or maybe just not many people talked to me about it. But this was uh, – this is also a, not a, a happy subject. Um, this was – is called The Keepers, uh, and it mm. came out – was it last year or was it two years ago? I think it was um, two years ago now. I, th- I think I came to it a little bit late actually, so maybe I just missed the buzz about it. But it, it was um, – it's a shocking documentary about uh, – uh, about sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, about a murder uh, of a nun who was going to uncover some things, um, and it is—it's compelling all the way through. It's—it's—it's um, it's, it's one of the best ones in terms of just, wow, who actually did it, or who knows who knows who's behind it, or who knows who knew what when, and it, it's just—it's really a powerful, moving documentary that um, you know I, I think is one of the contributing factors to to some. Um, to some changes being made uh, around the Catholic Church, so it's it's really it's a fascinating one. The Keepers, yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah, awesome, great pick. Mm-hmm. All right, Chad, your number one recommendation. My number one was released as a series, but then was congealed into a single entry, which won the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and it is OJ Made oh, yeah. in America. So, yeah. uh, it's about eight mm-hmm. hours or so, and it was uh, it was done by Ezra Edelman, who was a producer and director for the Thirty for Thirty series on ESPN, which is universally excellent that series is but this this is a really fascinating documentary it explores racism it explores the search for justice it explores hero worship via celebrity it explores a significant amount of time it spends a lot uh, exploring abuse at home and how it's often ignored in the case of celebrity and just ignored in general and so it's about a lot of different things through this the lens of this hero to many Americans that was kind of the idealized version of this Superman, if you will. It's very elegantly done. Uh, it's it's subtle while making its very strong points. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful documentary that is streaming on Hulu. So you can see it on Hulu now. So if you have not seen OJ Made in America, it's worth it. Even if you have to obviously break it up over you know, an hour mm-hmm. at a time, it is absolutely worth it. It's a fantastic documentary. I wholeheartedly absolutely. agree. Yeah, and, it's and super good. It's fascinating that uh, that 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 film that series uh single-handedly changed the rules of, for the oscars uh so that nobody can make a mini series <laughs> pretend that it's a film and and they got <laughs> theirs hey, you know they they took advantage of the rules they street they screened it you know all yeah. in one piece as a film but yeah it's clearly a mini series and it won best film so it's interesting yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's deserved it's great 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 documentary awesome all right, I am done breaking the rules. I have a legit pick here for number one, um, and uh, it's one I, I think we reviewed this on the show. I cannot remember. Uh, it just came out, I believe, like a year ago or so. And the show is Wild Wild Country. Um, All so right, good. this show is crazy, and it is hard to believe. It's, it's hard to believe that it happened uh, here in America. It's just it, it's best if you don't know much going in. But but basically, it's just about a religious cult that grew in the Pacific Northwest and, and also kind of almost blew up. And so, um, so it's on Netflix. It is very much worth a watch. So, um, you should definitely check it out cause it is, it's wild. So there you I go. was, I was texting you about that earlier today, Daniel, cause I'm, I'm, as I said earlier, I'm watching that show and it's two, it's like two hours away from me. Every time I drive down to visit our parents, I drive, I drive by Antelope where that took place. Like it's, it's, I had no idea. And the Dalles where a bunch of the, the things happened. I drive through there. It's, it's kind of fascinating. I had, I knew that it was in the Pacific Northwest, but I didn't know, like I have driven, like I, I passed the exit for Antelope, like a mile away from it. It's crazy. Yeah. So. That's crazy. That, that wraps up our top three. Uh, are we going to, we got some honorable mentions. We'll just go around real fast with those. So uh, April, any honorable mentions here? At the Heart of Gold, which is another HBO series, mm. uh, true true crime story of the doctor and the female Olympic gymnastics sexual assault cases. That was also crazy. I didn't want to get typecast in the sexual assault documentary, so I didn't include it. Um, <laughs> and then this one isn't a series, but there's two different documentaries on it. But there's one on Hulu and one on Netflix on yes. the Fire Festival. So good, yeah. Those yeah. that was insane. That. You, you guys, if you haven't seen those, you should definitely watch it. They're just there's one documentary on each one. I personally liked the Hulu one better, but huh. they both go oh, hand I like the Netflix hand. one better. I like interesting. Which one did yeah. you watch first? I watched the Hulu one first. I, I think I, everybody I've talked to, whichever one they watched first, they liked better. Because same with me, I watched the Netflix one first, loved it. Mm. Watched the Hulu one, and I was like, eh, I don't know, it was not as good. So, but I think it's just because you know, yeah, maybe we, we discovered the things. 
anyway, yeah. But they th- but both they both have different kind of information, and one they I do. feel focuses more on the guy, and the other one focuses a little bit like widespread. But I mean, yeah. they yeah. Anyway, they're they both. You should watch both because yeah, they're yeah. both really good. Yeah, those are great. All right, Tyler, honorable mentions. Uh, the confession tapes, the one. Uh, but do, have they had two seasons now of that? Is it the Ted the Bundy? Ted Bundy one? No, no. It's just it's just one. Okay, so because it was like confession uh, tapes colon Ted Bundy, so I was like, oh shoot, do they have another one? Uh, yeah, so the the Ted Bundy one, uh, the Innocent Man, which was uh, based on the John Grisham novel, and then I, I would the only reason I didn't say Wild Wild Country is I have one episode left, but I'd throw that in my honorable mentions because it is fantastic. Nice. All right, Chad. Yeah, I didn't really have any honorable mentions other than I did a narrative pick, which would be Mindhunter. I know not a lot of people mm-hmm. are love that oh, series, I like but wow. I really like it. I wish they would do a season three, although I don't think they will. I'm just a huge fan of David Fincher's sensibilities, and so I really yeah. enjoyed that. Plus, I listened to, uh, since we're talking about podcasts, I, I listened to the podcast um, Atlanta Monster around oh, the Atlanta yeah. child murders, and so I listened to that podcast prior to the second season of Mindhunter, and that was a very interesting way to experience those two pieces of media hmm. together. So Mindhunter for me. I believe That's that cool. there's a, a HBO documentary coming out, out about that soon. Yeah, yeah, hmm. there is. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything that hasn't been mentioned. I, I had The Jinx, which is just amazing. Uh, Making a Murder Season 1, which is also has, has moments where I remember my jaw dropping. And then McMillions, it's, 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 it's lighter and more a little bit more fun, as fun as you can kind of get with these, which are all sort of tragic. But uh, yeah, those are, those are my honorable mentions. All right, well, this wraps up our true crime episode. Let us know what your favorite true crime miniseries are. Which ones did we not mention? Which ones did we miss? Because uh, uh, we need binge stuff too. So uh, let, let us know what we missed. We want to hear. Uh, and uh, let us know what you thought of Tiger King. And um, anybody got a petition I can sign to, to have them investigate Carol? Because... Because I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. All right. Well, l- join us next time as we uh, challenge each other to watch the films that we talked about earlier. I cannot wait to hear what Chad thinks of Cats. We'll see you then. Well. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.